The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Tolley. I, and state your name. I, Lamar Stoney. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That's Judge Kevin Duffin swearing in Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney on Monday for his second term. Stoney, who won a hotly contested race in November, promised to focus his next four years on racial justice. This comes after protests swept the city last summer. While we can't guarantee success for all 230,000 Richmonders, we can work to break down the barriers that stand in the way of them fulfilling their God-given potential. Stoney will spend the next four years working with a largely unchanged city council, which held its first meeting of the year last night. A self-described socialist has entered the race to become Virginia's next governor. As Ben Pavier reports, Delegate Lee Carter is the fifth Democrat to announce a bid. Lee Carter is a former Marine who flipped a Republican seat in Prince William County in 2017. Since then, he's focused on policies he says will help empower workers, like repealing Virginia's right-to-work law. And as governor, he says he'll fight big economic deals, like the deal that brought Amazon's second headquarters to Northern Virginia. We're not just going to keep funneling tens and hundreds of millions of dollars to to outside investors and out-of-state corporations to come here and pretty please give us some jobs. Carter served as the co-chair for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign in Virginia. But Sanders won less than a quarter of the vote in last year's primary. Carter is one of several Democrats casting themselves as a fresher alternative to Terry McAuliffe. The former governor raised over $6 million in 2020. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Universities nationwide saw a drop in international education enrollment over the last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza spoke with local experts about the impact of having fewer international students in central Virginia. Jill Blondin is the director of the Global Education Office at VCU. She says in the fall of 2019, over 1,100 international students came to campus. And this fall, we have 983 enrolled. The University of Richmond and Virginia State say they also saw drops. All three schools had to cancel their study abroad programs in the fall. When you don't have those voices, of course it's a loss. That's UFR's Dean of International Education, Martha Merritt. There's both a profound financial impact and a profound learning deficit when we can't get our full complement of international students. Those students bring over $700 million to Virginia's economy and almost $2 billion nationwide. Experts say that number decreased for the first time in over 20 years because of the coronavirus, but also a political landscape that's unwelcoming to foreigners. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. For Virginians looking to save on household costs, experts say it starts with saving energy. Andy Farmer is with the State Corporation Commission. He also manages Virginia Energy Sense, a program that aims to educate consumers about ways to lower electricity consumption. He says a good place to start is home weatherization. This ensures warm air stays in and cool air stays out. Check your windows, check your doors, check underneath the door to make sure that the suite is making a good seal. 
Farmer recommends that residents should replace home air filters once a month and says adjusting thermostats to 68 degrees can save up to 10 percent on heating costs. State lawmakers were prepared to increase funding for Virginia's foster care system, but the pandemic has set that progress back. VPM News intern Clara Hazlett reports. In 2020, the General Assembly made historic investments in the child welfare system, but almost all of that was taken out of the budget, about $60 million. Allison Gilbreth, with Voices for Virginia's Children, says much of the money would have been for services that help keep kids out of foster care. The foster care system had many glaring issues prior to this pandemic, and what has happened is it's deepened many of those holes. The governor's recent budget proposal restores some funding for foster care. But if we continue to make small advancements here or there, we'll see small improvements, and overall, we'll continue to see families who are left behind. The General Assembly will review the governor's amendments during the upcoming session. Clara Hazlett, VPM News. With the holiday season having come to a close, Virginia residents may be looking for a sustainable way to dispose of their live Christmas trees. Annual tree recycling is being offered throughout the Commonwealth at no cost. Megan Brown is the executive coordinator of Keep Henrico Beautiful. She says this is a popular service. I think this is just another service that fills a need. There are approximately 10 to 11 tons of Christmas trees recycled each year, and we're just happy to provide this service for citizens. Before recycling, all decorations must be removed. Some locations are chipping the trees and offering the mulch for free. National and local governments worldwide are beginning to adopt climate change adaptation plans. Richmond has its own in the works, which is set to take effect in 2022. Patrick Larson has more on the process. Kendra Norrell coordinates community outreach for RVA Green 2050, the city's climate action and resilience planning initiative. She says the first step was to pinpoint communities most vulnerable to climate change, then to talk to organizations in those areas about their general priorities and needs. And then with a lot of internal office work, identified how those community priorities connect to climate change and climate action. Norrell says that gave planners an angle to engage with people over climate, which helps them reach their core goal of equity. Priorities include building community wealth, making affordable housing more available, and government accountability. Throughout this year, planners will continue a roundtable decision-making process with experts and community members. Patrick Larson, VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Monday, January 4th at 5.50 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.